Welcome to the Gossip Stone Podcast, where we cover the Ocarina of Time Randomizer. We focus primarily on racing and the competitive scene, as well as various other related topics for the community as a whole. Hello, everyone. My name is Emo Soto. Um, joined today alongside my co-host, as usual, Chimp and Reeve. Hello, everyone. And uh, welcome back to our guest for today. Zopar, uh, he was last seen in episode 11 on random settings, where we kind of broke down a lot of the settings and uh, how to identify them for random settings. And it uh, turns out that's kind of like when uh, everything kind of got started in March 2020. So hello to Zopar. Hi. Yeah, that was a very long time ago. Was that <laughs> season one of RSL? Yes. It was. March 2020. Damn. We went back Four. through the, uh, the Discord, and that was before we had an RSL announcements channel. Damn. So it's been four seasons in, what, a year and nine months? Yeah, three yeah. and a half, but yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Despite what some people may say, MQ did not start the pandemic. Um, MQ existed way before then. No, text shuffle start MQ. the pan- pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> One hit <Yeah>. KO <laughs> is the cause of coronavirus. Oh my god. You heard it here first. Whoa. So... How much has random settings changed since then? That was season one. A lot, right? Yeah, it's very... Well, it's not very, very different. It's just very, very different. Let's see, um, We've done a lot of uh, changes to you know the settings that are enabled. We, we have things like we've enabled Mask of Truth now, uh, which is still off in you know every other sane person format. Um... We've also decided, we, since then, we decided a lot of items weren't great fits. You know, some things like one ma- dungeons have one major item, slow chests, because why would anyone want that, etc. Uh, we've also had a whole bunch of new settings that were either added or more recently developed. Uh, we added mixed pools that existed back then, but we thought it was a little too much, but it turns out it's mostly fine. Now it's like the most popular thing. Dude, I, I love mixed pools. I love mixed, mixed, mixed pools. pools. Is incredible. Yeah, it's great. Uh, also, itself. We've also got an open mask shop and fast bunny hood. We've got more master quests. So even if it did start the pandemic, we've got more of it now. Uh, so we <laughs> have random. Yeah. The, the third wave. Yeah, people keep. <laughs> the people kept uh, voting. Ma- master quest in uh, it was the funniest thing like you could see like so much chatter about it like before polls drop before there were like discussions about settings right before the seasons or brackets even uh when changes were made but like every time like oh, okay master quest surely will go down this time right because there's so many people that are like outraged with it 
And then it just announcement. Okay, uh, MQ is plus five percent, guys. Again, uh, sorry. You can <laughs> literally like... taste the salt as you read the Discord as people are locked in rage. <laughs> well, I think I think most people are either indifferent or like it at this point, but mm-hmm. they don't really say anything. The people that that really yeah. speak out are the ones that that vehemently oppose it. You know, I think it's um, a lot of the people that don't play RSL but would are the people that are against. MQ, which I think is why when it comes to votes, it's like generally favored because most people who vote are those that already play it. And you'll get people that get more used to it and they don't care as much because they're already, you know, they've learned it or they're used to it. But the people that don't tend to chip in on those polls and on those discussions, uh, well, definitely the discussions, but not on the polls, are people that don't play already so then when it comes to a new season and people talk about mq you get people that are like oh why is mq gone up i won't play if mq's on and it's like well you didn't vote in the first place so that's why i think it generally gets a bit of a free pass that makes sense uh i'd say if i'd say if we opened it up to more people well it's not to be fair it's not that it's not opened up to more people it is opened up to everyone essentially but if it was more transparent that people could vote even if they don't play then it might have a bit of a change but that's you know ultimately the way that the poll went out was fine and people could have voted if they wanted to it's just i don't think people did Um, but Uh, there are there are a couple of responses of people who don't either don't currently play but are looking to play or don't play at all and might be interested in the future but yeah you're, you're totally right for the most part it is people who actively play and once you've experienced the joys, that is Master Quest Fire and all of the fire sources required for it. At that point, you're like, well, fuck it. I know how to set fire to everything in the world now, so I might as well just keep it in. Hey, we're making Fire Temple more thematically appropriate. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It, it, it does include more fire. You know, MQ Fire, 100% more fire. It's an accurate statement. The best part about fire needs the hammer right at the beginning. Actually using the dungeon item in the dungeon. But anyways. <laughs> so a lot's changed uh, since then, just settings-wise. Like, yeah, we have stuff that's just, like, banned now, like Mineral Triforce Hunt, shit like that. Um, but aside from just, like, settings and weights, because that, that's all kind of subjective and changes by 5 to 10% usually, at most, uh, unless a new, like, setting was added in which case it might be 50 50 i think historically we tried 50 50 even even weights across everything at the very start i think uh and that didn't really no one liked that because like no hell. one liked that yeah i would suggest doing it but i don't know it's just really volatile it feels like because a lot of the, like quote-unquote bad settings are more likely to appear yeah, you just the, get that's why that's massive, the whole reason we do the way it's massive combinations of the worst settings. Mm-hmm. Songs on Dungeon Awards, one hit KO, text shuffle with expensive scrubs, and that would just be literally the death knell of me as a person and as a runner. So all those settings you just mentioned, except for a one hit KO, are all basically even. <laughs> text shuffle's not even. It's fine. Oh, I, I didn't hear I didn't hear text shuffle in there. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just heard yeah, I didn't hear the text shuffle. Okay. Besides, enough. even isn't 50 50, right? Uh, true. Well, it's because there'll be three options. If there are exactly. three options, so, they're 33, 33, 33. Yeah. 
Right. But aside from the settings, there's a lot of uh, other things that have changed since then. Uh, we added the leaderboard website, uh, which is relatively recent. I think it was season three we added that. Two or three or something like that. Two yeah. or three. Just has a way to keep track uh, separately. I think it was probably two, now that I think about it, because we were worried about the race time points like getting intermingled. Do we reset it? Because then the race would be lost forever, blah, blah, blah. Ah, yes, you're right. Yeah, that was season two. Yeah, so that that, that got implemented and it's been a huge, hugely good thing, except the only downside is Zopar. Your poor Zopar here just has to hit the hammer away at it just uh, every time someone wants an update. So a bit uh, annoying, but, uh, you know, it's the concessions that you make with uh, something designed like that, you know. But either way, the other, the other downside is that I get oh. to very visibly and clearly see who spanks my ass on regular occasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great as like a learning resource too. Like you have the link to the resources, you have rules, you have the actual weights on there as well. It's as, very cool. Uh, it's 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 great course. to, yeah. The race list in particular is really cool. Just going back and seeing what races have been played and it's oh this these people played race and instead of having to scroll through race time use it's all up there and readily recorded so it's really cool mm-hmm. yeah so the leaderboard uh, the rsl bots and the discord uh, as of you know half an hour ago that <laughs> is, it, that is incredibly on. new yeah yes <laughs> yeah it'll be a couple days new by the time this gets out um, at the very least but yeah it's uh, you can roll your own well, I, I guess I'll let Zopar explain it. He's the one that made it. Yeah, you can just, if you DM it, it is in the Discord. It, it's in the sidebar right under the rando bots. And you can just send it a, a DM and it explains what to do. It tells you how to use it. But basically, you can just DM it exclamation point seed and it will roll you a seed on the website. Uh, and that has a locked spoiler log. It has settings not or displayed. The settings are hidden as well. And then you can unlock the spoiler log when you're when you're done with the seed and want to take a peek. But it requires you to no longer have to download all the code and run all the code, which up until 30 minutes ago, if you wanted to run a roll seed yourself, you had to do. So it's much easier for everyone to uh, to to get a seed. Also, I want to be more open with if people want different presets. Like if you have a community that runs random setting seeds and you want a new. Uh, preset added you can just reach out and i'll happily add a a preset that can roll the weights that you want in your community and you can add the bot to your discord as well so super easy oh wow very compartmentalized and uh compatible at the very least um but also uh season two brackets is like kind of a big part of when uh rsl became a big thing in the discord itself uh we had a lot of in brackets uh people Kind of joining in, watching, you know, either a, a Zopar restream or uh, like a Cadgar link, multi-stream, what have you, and just kind of talking about it at the match as it happened. So I, I think that was like a real positive thing that was added. And, and I'm like, you know, in addition to all the other things that we have in the RSL Discord, um, including rated asyncs that was uh, invented not too long ago, season three of RSL. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Now, why did we implement rated asyncs? Was there a real demand for this? Uh, I actually, now that that you mentioned the reason, I'm actually pretty sure it was the end of season two. 
because Ooh. people so to play in our brackets so we have three months of of playing races that that make your points on the leaderboard go up and down and then at the end of the three months uh, your position on the leaderboard is used to seat a tournament uh, if you want to join and uh to actually play in the tournament you need three official finishes and the races were happening at times where a lot of people that wanted to, that were interested in playing more and, and making the tournament, uh, couldn't, you know, make the time to play in the, at the, at the times the races were happening. So we, they, you know, someone or a couple people probably asked about, you know, what if we do asyncs? And we came up with this crazy plan to have asyncs that are trying to be super secretive and, uh, you submit them and get them through Google Docs forms, uh, and then you play them and submit them, and they count as an official official scored race. Um, and that allowed some people at the end of season two to be able to qualify to join the tournament without having without being able to play in any of the live races. It's a great system because my EU working nine to five bitch ass can't join your eight thirty <laughs> p.m. Eastern. Regular races, so I'm like, well, degen party, yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, I'm kind of fucked. So, rated acings are perfect, and it's my my favorite way of learning how to scream down a microphone when something is on my last location. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same. Um, Well, besides like main tournament walls, but we'll get to that um, later on in the episode. But uh, yeah, I think that's one of the big things that led rsl to have bigger brackets every time i think it was 20 30 to 40 uh for the last three seasons so it'll probably be around 50 people i'm guessing for this uh season f- season four bracket uh if uh, history holds yeah definitely a thing to keep an eye on but i mean already looking at the leaderboard right now um which is at rsl-leaderboard.web.app uh 27 people are already qualified with an additional I don't know, is that a dozen, 16, something like that? Uh, I was kind of waiting in the wings. So it's already 40 or so. So it's it really just like two more months of for, for 10 more people to join. It seems pretty plausible to me. But either way, it'll be a good time. Uh, just a live update here. <laughs> Zopar is now sixth on the leaderboard with 26.32 points. Yay. Six finishes out of eight races. Uh, I am not too far below 2393, 12 finishes in 13 races. I just love the race. And uh, Chimp. Chimp, are you on the board? All right. Wow. Oh, there, there <laughs> Way to make myself sound oh my way worse than I am. <laughs> no. Jesus. Oh, my God. Wait, you're not near us? Are you even on here? My God. <laughs> I scrolled down. <laughs> You absolute 21st. fucking amateur. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. 21st, 1810 points. Five out of five finishes out of six races, though. Like it's you know, compared to us, it's like half the number. Well, at least for me. Uh kind of similar to Zopar. But yeah, I mean you're not too far behind. You got a whole lot of ground to make up. It's a couple months left. Uh these aren't set in stone. And, and it's just proceeding anyway, so you know. As long as well, we're as, having fun. As Zofa knows, it will be uh, five finishes and seven races come the end of this rated async. I won't go into the reasons why, but needless <laughs> to say, I'm a massive fucking moron. No. Hey, well, we learn these things as we, we play. We do learn these things. Oh. Yeah, I haven't 
quite i don't think i'll probably play it but i don't want to know either way i'll, I'll just I wait won't, so. i won't say a word but yeah the top three here marco <laughs> sure <laughs> he finishes eight races 3486 yeah okay uh, Timmy, 2405, was 3366, so not too far behind. Nine finishes out of nine races. And Flufloosh, 13 finishes out of 15 races. So Flufloosh like, is definitely my dark horse to win the whole thing this season. Yeah, he's like as many, yeah, he's a lot of races, a lot of really good finishes each time, too. 15 <laughs> races? There have been 15 races already this season. It's been at, at EU, at EU friendly times. I think there's been more than that. Helmet has 17. What? Yeah, a lot of people well, have 10. Bef- oh, before man. the quals, there was one like every other day. Yeah, no, like the week that season four dropped, it was like two per day, no joke. Like it was like, okay, let's do RSL. Ha <laughs> ha, wants to do another one. <laughs> oh man. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> like I gotta, I gotta stop. <laughs> uh, it gets too intense sometimes, but. Uh, yeah, a lot of people waiting in the wings. What the hell's happened among those not on the on the board yet? Still has one more finish to qualify. Um, again, our season one and two champs. Rob Dodd's not on here. Last season champion. Um, well, a lot of good players. They're also just picking it up. Fanatank, Gogeta. Rob Racing this season. Mr. Mario's not on the board yet. Still has two finishes to qualify. Like, yeah. you know. A lot of people are focusing on the main tournament, I think, right now. Season yeah. five, so. yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense, but um, yeah, King Zora skip was also discovered since the uh, last time that Zopar was on the episode. Ooh, you don't, <laughs> you don't like, like King Zora skip? All right, so here's the thing, right? I loved King Zora skip when it was first found, and I was like, man, King Zora skip's great. Uh-huh. It's such a cool trick, and it's not a glitch, and it's just it's just great. You know, why 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 wouldn't that be cool? Now that I'm playing season five, and oh, I pretty much everyone in their fucking dog skips ice. Oh, sorry, skips that and goes to ice just immediately, and they always get bailed out. I'm just like, I hate this. It's it's horrendous because <laughs> you're constantly being like, okay, the right decision is to go to my next dense area and have a good time and hopefully find an item. Job done. But then everyone else is like, now nah, fuck that, let's rush ice. And then lo and behold hammers there or a required song or something's in fountain or you get a hint that's needed and it's just like fucking it's just i think it's this is my personal opinion and definitely not anyone else's but i think it's kind of spoiled the matter a bit a little bit i mean i think it makes a lot of bad seeds a lot less worse uh which definitely curbs the, the variance a little bit. You get a lot more consistent finishes as a, as a result of that. But so I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for the, the competitive side of things, especially as we go into like a bracket sort of situation, um, tournament kind of thing. So um, I don't know. It, you got to kind of think of it at like the nuts and bolts too, right? Like it's two to three areas as domain fountain ice for one. So three hinted areas potentially uh, of stuff, which is, I think a little bit stronger than one area that has a lot of checks, right? Those are more likely to be uh, foolish. Well, no, not necessarily. So I can, I can say for at least at a very, at the very minimum, someone posted a list of, they, they gened a bunch of S five seeds and posted a list of statistics, specifically way of the hero. You know, right. how often, what percentage of seeds has this region way of the hero? 
And I know it had, it was over 60%, I believe, like low 60s percent of the time ice was way of the hero. So that just means, you know, taking that into account, going there just for ice seems like a pretty safe play if you're looking for something, especially if you still need a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and songs are getting gossip stones and yes, yeah. I totally understand it for songs. Songs I'm fine with, and even I'd make that play. I'm just like, you know what? If I need a song and I think it's an ice, let's go to ice, right? But the amount of times I've seen people just find one bottle and I'm like, cool, well, it's ice time. <laughs> like, just, just off nothing. There's nothing pointing in there. There's no hints. There's no anything. They're just like, cool, I've got a bottle now. Guess I'll just go to ice. All right, so what time were you in Ice Cavern today in the uh, the S5 Qualls? Is Qual number 10? I wasn't in Ice Cavern. Not a single minute I was in Ice Cavern. You didn't go Ice at all? Nope. Oh, wow. Good choice. So, uh, I was. you would I have proof. been very disappointed in me and Jim. Yes, it, yeah, I mean, ironic. Well, right. that's, that's the thing. I wouldn't have, though, because if you rush Ice, you find Iron Boots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's also, there's, also, there's, also, there's also a bow there. <laughs> from the fountain so you get zl already but that was from child one um so you get that and then you you see the stupid yeah. bow at the there's then, me like, i don't know what else is in there i don't think anything else but you find no, minuet. that, that, was, that was the best part no you find well, minuet. Stopped. who goes there for fucking minuet so, who I, goes played to Menu- minuet so I played minuet and got the song and then i went from there back to king zora because domain was path and then i was like okay now it's child <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah there's there's me being like genuinely <laughs> trying to make the best of my rowing i get a bow off hot rodder and i'm like oh my god i'm a genius and all of a sudden, there's just one in ice, so who cares? Oof. <sighs> yeah, oh, I, feel I, that. I mean, you could, you, but the thing about that qual is you could have gotten one in bottom of the well. You yeah, no, I, I know that there wasn't a third bow, but literally anywhere. Like, yeah, but yeah. either way, yeah, I, 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 can, I kind of feel your pain, but like, I, I think it's a good thing because, like, I don't know, if like, Say there was like a Mito skip, right? That for uh, Deku when it was closed, Deku, like if that just existed, right? You know, yeah, I think things pointless. would progress a lot differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. What, what if that I, was all, the thing, right? All I can see, <laughs> and I won't dwell on this for too much longer, but all I yeah, can yeah. see is that in the brackets, there are going to be people that rush ice for literally no reason and get paid out and they win. That's 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 going to decide some races, yep. and that to me is a really bad meta. I mean, I'm planning on adopting the meta of rushing stone water. I was planning on it before these quals, and now it's just paid off in literally every single qual. Yeah, rush water, wash water every time, <laughs> and not not only rush water, rush water, then full clear the fucker. Because even if you found something, there's something else there. <laughs> you you do the dungeon, there. yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Uh, so the qual yesterday where I full clear it for nothing, that was that didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, one in ten is not gonna work. Yeah, one in ten quals. It's yeah, still pretty good odds. <laughs> All right, here's here's a good stat. And I don't know the, the specific statistics, but I know this is correct. More things have been in water this season than Mido's house. Yeah, I can see that. I and that is that. a correct statement. In <laughs> That's a eight, In the first eight qualifiers, nothing was in Mido's house. Yep. Oh, that was hilarious. Going and there every have been time more items in water than, than Mido's. <laughs> um, uh, 
might have. So do you, do you think that really uh, has an effect on racers going for it? Like people will go to water when Midos has four items or Midos will just have four items and water will have something, you know, uh, both, both. They're, they're independent. Water will keep, water will retain. Well, I, sure. Garbage but, percentage. Right, right, right. It, yeah. Stupid math. No. I more hate that we get these spaghetti logic seeds in quals because it's disheartening. Right? It's well, if you don't, especially if you don't know really where you stand, and then you get like these kind of really bad seeds that aren't necessarily reflective of how t- typical races go. It can be hard. And you know, you play that race and you you do poorly and you say, Oh, well, what was I supposed to do? Oh, I was supposed to full clear the seed until I had just that left. Okay. Or I was supposed to big brain going to stone water or, you know, it, it makes, it yeah. makes it really hard to, to look at your gameplay and improve in, in seeds like this. I feel. Well, even out of the, the, the qualifier that we were discussing earlier, uh, even with that one, I didn't go out of logic at all. Like I went, uh, <laughs> kind of crackhead routing, but Oh, first you go to forest, right? See, you got a warp there. So go forest after you get the hammer and almost full clear it. Go all the way to blue po, then set your furores win. Then just leave because Hams is finished. It's not here. It's not, it's, it's not any, it's not any, not any deeper than that. Go back fire. So I go back fire, find the long shot. I'm like, double fuck. And I just go, you know, prelude, walk to water for the third time. Um, so you know, even with that, I still finished like you know, around twenty what something, some twentieth something place. So even with not going out of logic at all, didn't find any bomb twos or anything like that. Like still following the spaghetti logic, yeah, you know, I still made a decent showing of it. But yeah, like if your execution was worse, if your routing's worse, like I can definitely get your points up far though. Like yeah. I, it really depends on what like level you're on. Sometimes your routing is not even bad either. It's just unfortunate, mm. right? So in yeah. my instance, in my instance today, right? I I went back child. Um, I got um, basically. I was like, okay, well, I've got bombs, so I can now go get the Zora Domain Goma hit uh, path. And I was like, oh, well, I know that's Kakiri Sword. I've already got a slingshot. That's fine. Um, and I found a scale. I was like, oh, wicked. That's pretty useful. So what I did was from market, I was like, okay, well, I can do this two ways. I can clean up Hyrule Field and then dive through Lake into Domain, or I can go to Lost Woods and then dive into, um, dive into, go into Domain that way, and I can do River either way. And I was like, well, Lost Woods seems a bit silly because I need to go through to Deku and then go back to Deku. So it seems like I'm doubling up. So I'll go Hyrule Field. So I went Hyrule Field, found nothing, but it was fine. I'd cleaned up Hyrule Field at that point, so I knew I didn't have to worry. And then I dived into Domain. I was like, okay, well, got my Kakiri Sword, back to back to Deku, did that, did Lost Woods, found Ruto's Lair. I was like, ah, that'd have been useful earlier. <laughs> and obviously because I found it after I went to Domain, I didn't hand it in and I didn't check the fairy. So I didn't find my irons for another two hours. Whereas if I would have done Lost Woods first, I would have got Bruto's Lair, handed it in, checked the fairy, got my iron boots, and that's it. I would have found them immediately, and I wouldn't have been in iron boots mode for like an hour and a fucking half. 
So it's there's sometimes there's nothing you can do, and that's okay. Like I'm not saying it bitter. It's just that's the route I took, and it just didn't pay off. Other other times that will pay off, but it's not today. Yeah, with competitive randomizer, you kind of have to take it in stride sometimes. Uh, like it's just I've had several qualifiers already this season that were just you know no one's done. I'm on one item from go mode, but it's you know an hour or two later, and I'm still finding trying to find that item 30 people have finished or something like that. So you still have to make uh, the best of it, right? Cause it's all, it all just matters what, how many points you get, who cares who beats you and all that. As long it just comes down to your points and what your goal is really uh, for yourself, which is different for everyone. Uh, I think that's a, a big point, but uh, before we get too deep into it though, uh, we are talking about the main tournament for season five. Uh, season five's finally here. <laughs> it was a, Bit of a delay, bit of a delay. Uh, But I I think uh, a lot of that was really just the race mod team and mod team trying to get it right, right, guys? (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there was the biggest, the biggest delay. I I believe Trez talked a bit about it on a previous episode. But um, the biggest thing was just making sure that everything was right, everything was good, and everything that we wanted to get done before the before the tournament started got done. Yeah, bit of housekeeping, a lot of, but like we <laughs> set fire to a couple rooms and just kind of cleaned it afterwards. <laughs> just, okay, now we're good. Now we can start this uh, tournament here. Release of six point two. Uh, Gannon's Bosky is now emailed to you um, once its condition is met. I'm so glad that's stuck. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so you don't have to delete your uh, your Gannon's Bosky reward. I remember back to that one RSLC where I just deleted Iron Boots and somebody was like, yeah, blah, 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 Iron Boots. Like when you get those, and I was like, what Iron Boots? It's <laughs> like, uh, oh, you deleted them, you dumb, you dummy. Like <laughs> you needed those. Yeah, I did that in <laughs> RSLC and managed to delete Nocturne. So needless Ooh. to say, I was fucked. Yeah, I mean, your spawn could have been there. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> in the last in the last RSL brackets, we had a player delete their Ganon Bosky. Oh, yeah. They realized yeah. and they restarted the seed four and a half hours into the seed. Yeah, that happened, Cola. Um, I mean, what good. are you going to do at that point? Your opponent's not finished. You have to do it. It's a gross, a really gross it. seed, by the way, too. It was like most settings are bad. Just think of that. It was that, that kind of a seed, but. Um, New hint type, goal hints. I think it took a little bit for them to catch on and convince people. I think once people get their hands on them, though, uh, it makes a lot of sense to me and why we'd switch to goal hints. What do, what do you guys think? Do you guys like goal hints or more like a preferred way of the hero? I know for RSL now, it's a 50-50 way of the hero or goal hints. I really like goal hints, but I think they're too powerful. So at the moment, and... Basically, part of the reasons I've done so well in the first early quals is because I've focused on hints. Like, I've gone out of my way to get shit hints if I've not got my path hints. And one of those seeds, I went into the fucking Hyrule Field Cow Grotto to get a hint. I've never done that before in my entire life in Standard. But I was like, oh, I need to. Hints, I need a path hint. These path hints are too strong. And lo and behold, in that hint was um, Fire Temple was on the way to Queen Goma. I was like, cool, well, uh, I need to go to fire then. And I went to fire, found my Kakiri sword, finished the seed, 
And everyone else was like, well, I would have never gone back to fire. Why Why did people go back to fire? I'm like, well, I dipped cow grow. And <laughs> it's just like, yeah, the fact that I dipped that and it paid off means that it's probably too powerful. Like, don't get me wrong, you can do that with Way the Hero, but I think paths are so direct that it's it's different where you go to a, a hint and see, okay, well, this is Way the Hero. It's like, well, all right, that, that could mean anything. That could lead to any dungeon. But the fact it was... The fact that it tells you what dungeon you could beat with an item, it's so... I think it makes things very linear in terms of what you need to do. Like you could, like today, like it's, it wasn't linear, but I had five path hints for five dungeons. I was like, well, I know that one of these items lead to all, like five out of the six of my different dungeons. And the other one was Dodongo's Cavern. So it's like, cool, I've got an item for every one of these five dungeons I need to do. And it's just, for me, it's a little powerful. Um, I don't dislike them. I think they're cool, and I think they're very clever in the way that they make you think about the seed and about what items you've found. And they're not always super direct. Sometimes it's like, oh, fire is path of Morpha, and you find a scale. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's terrifying. And then it's you know it leads to some wonky shenanigans. But I think I think they are clever. I think they definitely encourage you to think a lot more about what it is you're doing and that's good but i th- i would probably drop them f- from five to four um just because i think having five potential dungeons having a path hint out of sometimes out of five because if you start with a medallion you've only got five dungeons um i think that's too powerful that's fair i definitely i definitely get that um, a couple thing, a couple of comments to make on what you just said. Uh, firstly, the qualify you referenced that going into sp- the spider cow grotto. Do you want to know that, that the other stone for that hint was, and where everyone else found it? I think. Oh, hang on. Where was it? Wasn't it fountain? It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was fountain. So you go back, ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go <laughs> ice, and you fucking find the other hint. <laughs> But at that point, for me, ice was a terrible decision. And ultimately, you didn't need to go to ice that seed, which was good, because it means that yeah. I kind of benefited from not going. But yeah, that's uh, that. But that's that's another thing about ice, though, is that because the paths are so strong, you generally, it's okay to go to hint, just for hints. Because like that, not having that fifth path in is just like, well, I need to check every hint. There's no way I can skip hints. What if it's a really obscure path? To a dungeon I've not done. Which I, is I exactly what that qualifier had. Yeah. Today, I check again, something I've never done before. Today, I checked the Castle Storms hint because I was oh, there. No. I was picking up my hints, and the hint was fire, was the path to Volvagia. I was like, oh, perfect. I mean, don't get me wrong. The next hint I checked was also the same hint in the fucking Boulder of Destiny. But the fact that that was one of the hints, and if let's say that other one was behind Back of Lake or something, then. Just going into that grotto has given me so much more information, and it's so powerful. I'm like, okay, I know I can beat fire if I go to fire, like because I've got bombs and I've got a tunic and I've got a wallet. I know my hammers there is just like super powerful. Yeah, and I I think so. I think the hints. I I get what you're saying. I know I do agree that they're stronger than Wave the Hero. You know, it's just simply more information you're getting, so it's just going to make them stronger. Period. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea about a, a problem because it rewards players actually thinking and understanding routing and understanding tracking what items they got where 
And, you know, when you find that bottle on the path to, I don't know, path to Volvagia or, or you find the, bo- the, the bottle on the path to Twin Rover or something, it really gets you thinking about, about what the logic has to be in order for things to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that, that seed that had a path hint that a bottle was on the path of Forest Temple. I believe it was Forest Temple. Um, because we had a, a 40 skulls was a strength. But in addition to you know telling you that you need that strength, that also tells you that the other strengths are also locked behind that, which is like extra information that you can then use to to route your game appropriately if you yeah. needed that second strength for something like GTG or Spirit Temple. And I, yeah, for I sure. think like being able to reward players who can make these connections and uh, imp- or implement this information into their routing and decision making, I think is is a pretty pretty nice upside. Yeah, I completely agree. And again, I do like them. Like, I do like them as 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 a concept. I think it's because I like thinking about the seeds. It's just that's a part of the puzzle. It's part of the fun. Is exactly think about what you're doing, think about the logic, and work it out. And you know, that's when you have that revelation in your head. It's oh shit, I've just worked it out. This has to be there. And then you're right. It's like, yeah, I'm a good, I'm a god. That's that's terrific. And that's what I like the most. But on the flip side. I don't think rando should be about rushing hints. And for me, personally, and a lot of people might disagree with this, and that's totally cool. For me, personally, I rush hints now. That's all I do. And I've watched Icolas, some of Icolas races, someone who's doing incredibly well at the moment, they rush hints. And it's just so much info to get that if you don't, then you're, you're just kind of screwed. Like, uh, not yes, not today's, but the yesterday's. It was like you started. Uh, um, your spawn was adult in Lost Woods near Lost Lostwood Bridge, hmm. and I was like, okay, well, I'm off to Deku Tree because <laughs> obviously I can't get in there. But those hints, I need the hints; they're too valuable. And again, Dodongo's Cavern foolish. Obviously not a path in, but Dodongo's Cavern was foolish. Everyone, well, not everyone, but quite a few people end up wasting time in Dodongo's Cavern because they didn't rush hints and. You know, that's minutes saved by just rushing hints. Right. I, I kind of get that with the with the play style thing, but uh, maybe that's just a qual strategy, right? Like, does that really, would that really hold up in a 1v1 versus somebody of your skill level or better? Well, I don't know. Wouldn't do that? Yeah, so, at the moment, at the, the moment, I don't know because I've not done that. Um, mm-hmm. well, the only experience I've had with these hints are in big races um or in asics rated asics um so at the minute i i have no idea how they behave in one-on-ones i don't think it would be so aggressive because you know you're only against one other person and if they just it doesn't matter if they read hints they go to the right places you're boned um mm. so you can't really be so um safe conservative yeah which i think I, is yeah. what the play is I've lost one v one to emo in RSL because of backlight hints before. Yeah, it was so. Oh, in our, yeah, in, our, in RSL, I will check every hint, every single hint. Yeah, you just don't skip hints in RSL. No, no absolutely not. You don't check. You, bet you don't even skip checks in RSL. To be fair, that's who you ask. Yeah, to, that's probably why I'm not very good at it. But I, I, don't I can't. 
I can't ever consider skipping checks in RSL. It's like you skip one thing and then that thing will, will have what you need every time. You skip that shitty skull in Gerudo Valley as child? Well, guess what, Buster? That's your fucking hook shot and you're boned. <laughs> yeah, that's something uh, Rob Dog. So Rob Dog was hanging around my chat for a while towards the end of the, the last season. And he was like giving me advice. And one of the things in particular was don't really skip anything. You know, just kind of just kind of do everything along the way. If you try not to orphan any one check, it's especially easy in RSL when it could be a key, could be a song. You know, it could be there's so many little items that it can be so many more important items that can come up. Um, and as the season three champion with that strategy, so seemed to seem to work out. It has done me well as well. So. All right. Yeah, I I think as long as you make note of where that is and know when you're going to be back there, it's really at the heart of that kind of playstyle of routing. Um, I would say is instead of having to think about that, you kind of just do it anyway, which is kind of a time loss sometimes, depending on what that is and what items are required. Um, so if you find like all eight fairy fountains in Kakariko. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to have pretty big routing implications. Like, a, I don't think I've seen that before. I've seen a lot in there, like four to six. But have you seen that before? Like all eight fountains in one place. Didn't realize there were eight fairy fountains. That there were six. There are six. Are, are there eight? Oh, six? great! Great fairy fountains. I don't or little fairy fountains. I don't, I don't count them. There are I six great fairy exist. fountains. Six? What do you mean you don't count them? I don't count them. <laughs> You take you take like War and Peace notes, and you don't know how many fairy fountains there are. Nope. <laughs> come on, come on, emo. Emo. No, it, this it is why you're washed. The, it's no. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, it slipped through the cracks. What are you gonna do? It depend, more depends on where you're going rather than how many fairy fountains there are. To be fair, uh, but either way, some more uh, six point two uh, changes to sometimes hints as well. Um, those were kind of revised in their wording. Sometimes if you were added, if you were dropped, I think pretty much no one has been mad about that. I actually think those suggestions originally came from Chimp. Yes, they did. Yeah. A long time ago, I was like, I'm bored of these hints. They're dumb. Let's change them. And then Zopar, you were like, I agree. Let's change them. And then they kind of got lost in the ether and I got kind of put off because people on a, uh, GitHub were like, nope, these are garbage. You're wrong. I was like, okay, well, clearly I don't really have any authority here, so I'll leave them. But thankfully, Zopar, you've uh, you managed to push it forward, and I think we've got some really nice hints. Um, there's a couple that I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure these should be hints, but everything else I think is a good, uh, good addition, and I like that there's changes to them because it was very necessary. Yeah, I, I think there will likely be another change because that comment you made, some of them still aren't great. Uh, is something that the race mods even felt kind of after playing a couple more races with them after they were you know switched switched in. Uh, we kind of decided that maybe some of them aren't such great fits after all. Anyways, in, in fact, the Ganon's one, this Shadow Trial Two, is actually going is actually planned out out of the sometimes since for the S five settings. Yeah, ironically, um, really good last season. Yeah, but not so good this season. So this probably would be another iteration of that after the season. We didn't want to change things up again mid mid settings testing before. Yes, yeah, no, that's started. that's totally fair. To be to be to be frank, my only 
the only hint I can think of right now that I don't like is the final chest in Ice Cavern. I kind like sometimes you can work out what the song is, and so that that hint is good. So you're like, oh well, I know what the song is, I know what the chest is, so I can skip the room. But a lot of the time, you don't know what the song is. So even though that chest is dead, it's like, well, I still need the song. So I agree. I still need, and not only that, you have to open the chest. It's not even like you can skip it. You literally have to open that chest to get the song. So I'm like, eh, I think map chest would have probably been better because. If you go in there with blue fire, you can skip needing to collect all the silver rupees and going into map chest at all, which is a lot of time. Um, so personally, that would be my preferred ice option, but everything else I think is excellent. I say I personally want to see double item hints, so a hint that hints two items that are related. That way, well, maybe that might that might something like the chest and the song and ice might be too strong of a hint. For it example, would be quite like, strong, yeah, but, but I, like, I know what you mean. One one gossip stone tells you Ocarina of Time uh, item, and one tells you the Ocarina of Time song, which isn't really relevant for a standard. But th- these kind of checks that are together but are always hinted when the settings are relevant, uh, having those hinted together, I think, would be good. I, th- I believe there is one relevant to standard. I'm or we- like S five and weekly settings. I'm blanking on what it is right now, though. Th- things like that, though, checks that are connected uh, would be good to be hinted together. Rather than yes. it separately, then you don't have to rely on rolling balls. Well, you've got um, composer grave song and composer grave chest. That could be oh, an option. Yeah. yeah. So things like that, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Although, good luck getting out past the devs because <laughs> when that was mentioned before, they were not keen. Well, I think there are some that I think I still think that would probably be too strong because the composer grave song is something you do as soon as you get ZL, but the composer grave chest is something that oftentimes gets put off and is much deeper logic logically than the song right possibly so, but I'd, I'd say like i'm not going to say 50 percent of the time but close to it you go there as child and you just flame storage it that's true like it's it's not it's not common that you go there as child and then don't end up using flame storage and even then if you're adult you're like well i could probably save this to child so i can get two or one right so it's it's not as inherently important as other checks combined, I'd say. I think it's like a kind of whatever in terms of adding that check to the other. I wouldn't I wouldn't personally disagree with it. Oh, yeah, I I remember the, the example. It's it's fifteen hundred horseback archery. Ah, uh, that, that was hinted yeah. for a long time. But yeah. it's it's pointless because you play the game once and you get the two prizes. If fifteen hundred yeah. was hinted, it's who cares? Um, because you still you can need kind to of check see that four thousand. You can kind of see that in MMR too, right? Like the uh, aliens and escort that's mission. Where, that's where the idea comes from, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. Seeing seeing these double hints in MMR, where these connected checks are just hinted together, you know, that that's I think that would be good for things like this crater scrub, crater skull. If skull sanity and scrub sanity are on the cow in the spider grotto and the spider in the cow spider grotto. Yeah, a lot of those um, might be better as conditionals. Like, if these things happen, then, then they can appear. Yeah, yeah more than always, if this appears, can also be a nice identifier. I think more conditionals should exist. I think it's kind of silly having... It's probably Yeah, it, gets, it can get kind of convoluted, though, sometimes, too. So I think trying to, like, design it in, like, a sleek way is probably difficult. Yeah, but... I mean, don't, yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, but besides hints and other 6.2 changes, we also have the 
dropping my pen. We also have the final tournament settings. Uh, six medallion for, for season five, six medallion bridge. No Gans Bosky. This is kind of could see this coming from like 10,000 miles away based on, you know, the summer weeklies and months and months. And no one really bats an eye uh, at, at that. No GCPK. And, and that was a big thing in, in other tournaments and other things. So at the time, but moving forward, yeah, no Gans Bosky. I, I think it's a nice simplified change. Really uh, neutered Ganons, <laughs> just compared to last season. Just it's not a location anymore, but sometimes it is. <laughs> like it's, I and don't know no if one it's was upset. Uh, I don't know. I it plays out a lot better this way. I'll give it that. But I don't know. Six medallions. It just gets to you after a while. I don't play a lot of six medallion seeds in a row just because it drives you insane. But. It's nice to have as like a standardized setting. So here it makes a lot of sense just to get the same kind of play experience every time. We also have closed Deku, just like last season, as well as chess size matches contents. Also a new hot edition. Oh, baby. Um, a beautiful oh. edition. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of CSMC haters, really, right? Like, uh, no, I... When it first got announced, I was... And this is why it's not co-op, by the way. It's not that I was skeptical. I love CSMC. I absolutely adore it. The only reason that I didn't want it in co-op at the time, and so far you'll remember me saying this, is that I think it's just a little harsh on new players, and I don't want to put new players off by thinking that they're at a disadvantage by having to open small chests to get heart containers and heart pieces. Because they do. They they can't... A new player isn't going to survive... Um, Iron Knuckles and Stalfos and Dunalfos all the way to Gans Castle if they've only got three or four hearts, right? So I don't really fancy putting them off. But as a as a player and not an organizer, so for season five, I had no I, no interest in organizing. Well, not in, not even an interest, not not a say. But as a player, as soon as it got announced, I was like, perfect, I fucking love CSMC, bring it on because <laughs> I don't personally have to care about the new players. I just get to enjoy the game. So I love CSMC. I think it's fantastic. I mean, if you like bring uh, like, let's say I'm Marco and you're Greg Two Fingers, like, you know, it's going to be quite a step up from that. But, you know, I think uh, it's just a good thing for a tournament setting, especially the better the player, the more I think it rewards you and adds more to consideration. So you get to talk more on coverage, especially as a commentator. I think that's a pretty exciting where you can kind of like if a player misses it, that's a lot of drama. Like that's yeah. not necessarily a feature, but like, it's just kind of an example of what could happen. So, Oh, they peaked GGG and they didn't see the big chest. Well, I six guess bigs! they're fucked. Six bigs. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you just get like just crazy stuff happen. Yeah. It um, adds, it adds hype to an already hype check, right? Cause if you get a check and it's the hook shot, you're like, oh, wicked it's the hook shot. But if you see a big chest, you're like, oh, it's a big chest. And then it's the hook shot. Like, oh, it's a hook shot. Mm-hmm. You're double hype, right? It's like, fuck yeah. Sometimes you get disappointed. Sometimes you'll go to toilet and it ends up being a wallet. Shout out to today's call. Um, and, <laughs> but other times you'll be like, you'll be flying. You're like, oh, I'm doing really well here. And there's a big chest. You're like, oh, this is probably garbage. And then it's your go mode. I'm like, fucking right. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, especially yeah. as like a commentator. Uh, it's very, very rewarding to say, hey, Chad. Hookshot's here and just hookshot. Like it's I'm just yeah, it's also it feels super powerful. 
<laughs> I think as a commentator, and to be to be perfectly honest, I haven't actually commentated season uh, season five yet. So, oh, wow. but what I know is that as a commentator, I know when to sort of kind of shut up because it's like, oh, there's a big chest. So instead of watching them open every small chest and not really knowing what they're going to find, and it's like, oh well, oh yeah, ooh, they found this thing, and then just changing your conversation because they found an item, you know they're going to open a big chest. You wait and you stop and you're like okay big chest guys let's see what we're getting and then you are you amp it up you hype it up and it's then it's a massive disappointment so it's a really good thing on commentary because it gets your attention immediately because it's a big chest and it either leads to a nice high or a terrible low when it's stone of agony um so i i'm really going to enjoy commentating your csmc i think it's gonna be great yeah it's a great point i didn't even like consider that so really as a as a commentator, you have like a, a switchboard of emotions and your just finger is just hovering just over, okay, which one am I going to do? So instead of ever having to do that on every chest, it's nice that you can just like talk about whatever. and Exactly. You know. Especially on something like Pierre. You know, if someone is like, oh, I'm going cha- <laughs> to chance Pierre and they press the switch and that camera just swoops over and it's a big chest. You're like, oh, here it is. It's, good. <laughs> it's time to fucking pop off. And then it's again, lens or something. But Oh, yeah, fire is disgusting. It's great. Fire is great. What are you talking about? It always has things. <laughs> so the tournament structure, of course, uh, eighteen qualifiers uh, today. As of this recording, uh, we had qualifier ten. A um, couple more, you know, eight more to be exact, uh, over the course of this season. So uh, they are all going to be in twenty twenty one. I can say that. Um, no, I think last season we stretched over the new year. So. Uh, people didn't like that. So I'm glad that uh, at least that has changed since last time, last season. Um, Same scoring as season four. Top 64 make brackets rather than top 32. So I think this is just a real big symptom of just the community growing, getting better, getting more tight. Like it just, and we've been having even more tournaments uh, since last year, Um, even just, there's just way more tournaments, way more people that want to do things, uh, make things happen. So a lot more opportunities to race, really, for, for an OOTR player these days. So really, really happy uh, that th- this change was made. Yeah, I like Top 64. Um, I'm My only take, like negative take on Top 64, is that I think round one is going to be a mostly a bit of a wash. yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously there'll be some there'll be some close matchups, thirty-two versus thirty-three or whatever it might end up being is gonna be awesome and that's gonna be fantastic. But when you get one versus sixty-four, and I'm not criticizing whoever finishes in sixty-fourth place, but you're going to lose. Like it's for me, it's just sort of a given. And so the, the di- counterpoint to that though is the one versus thirty-two. The one almost always wins anyway. Like the true, but having thirty-one spots between them and sixty-three is mm-hmm. so much more significant. I mean, we saw ATZ lose well, right, in Season 1. ATZ lost to Let's Clay, I want to say, in Season 1, um, which was a massive shock. And at the time, it was like, holy shit, that's, that's enormous. And I think that's just infinitesimally small in terms of chances happening again with 1 in 64. Um, unless the, unless the first player is like okay well I'm just gonna forget a check, um, but it doesn't matter because it's still gonna lead to some great matches and it's 
going to bring more people into the one-on-one format and it's going to make more people hype for getting those top 64 places, which is fantastic. You've got runners that would typically not associate themselves being in that top bracket. They're like, oh, I have a chance. This is awesome. And there's a lot more hype around it, um, which is great. So I dig it. And I so the comment you make about the races being super imbalanced, imbalanced, unbalanced in round one is uh, it's double elim- elimination. So as soon as you're into the losers bracket, those differences won't be as large anymore. Oh wait, it's well, no. So yeah, sorry, yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. And obviously, they will have a second chance at uh, redemption, but mm-hmm. the round one. You know, not the losers bracket round one, just right. round one, right? It's is, is it's one. just kind of a feature of the tournament, though. Like you're always going to have that kind of skill gap between that matchup specifically, and it's one match out of sixty four. Is two versus sixty three going to be any better? Maybe, but I, I think the biggest counterpoint to that even is this top sixty four for this season is not the same as last season's top sixty four or the previous season's top sixty four. The strength. And I think the overall like ability of the runners in the community just keeps growing over time. So yeah, I, would I think this, this season's top 64 is going to be way better than last season's. Or, you know, if you go back even further, that uh, one of the biggest changes uh, for this season four versus or season five versus season four. Sorry, get my seasons mixed up. Um, it's just I, I think the overall like variance is much lower than season four, which is like the Ganon se- uh, season. So you know strength three was like super duper important pretty much every seed uh, and had to go back two or three times cannons so i think getting rid of that kind of volatility uh helps a lot and kind of smoothing it out and uh as a result you kind of have a really tight leaderboard right now yeah it is it's a, it is a more competitive season in my opinion and that's not to throw shade on season four hell i made season four with the help of others of course mm-hmm. um but I do think it's more competitive because there's a little, a little less of the gambling casino factor um, than than season four, and that's fine. You know, it's it is what it is. And as to 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 agree with you there, you know, I think seasons gone by, typically I'm looking at like five names that might win, whereas this season I could probably pick around fifteen people that might win. Mm-hmm. Because of, just, really just because chance. of the yeah, because of the elevation in standards and competitiveness and just skill level of some of the players, you know, again to mention him again, you got people like Icola who was absolutely smashing it to bits, um, and you're like, damn, there's there's people like them that are just coming up and could easily take the whole thing. So I think it's gonna be excellent. Yeah, has two qualifiers won already. Seems like he's won a lot more than that, but no, he's only won two of them this time, which is still a lot to be said. Uh, winning a qualifier for a main season tournament is uh, quite the accomplishment already. Uh, here Absolutely. we have FMZ, Mr. Oh, spoilers, by the way, I guess, uh, in case you don't want season five spoilers, but I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, FMZ won the first qualifier, 250-25. Uh, qualifier two, Mr. Mario, 157. Also an RSL player. Uh, Icola with his first win in Qual 3, 254. By the way, just, 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 sorry, just really quickly. I I want to quickly touch upon Qualifier 2 because I know there's been a lot of conversation around this in the Discord and I want to know your thoughts on it, both of you. So Mm -hmm. this was the qualifier where your go mode was boomerang and 
you're you're rushing through Jabu because you're like, okay, well, let's just get through it. And you, a lot of people skipped the rest of the checks in Jabu because they didn't give a shit. And turns out strength three was in Jabu and light arrows were in light trial. Now, personally, I don't know about you two, I would never skip those checks unless I intended to go straight back there just in case. Now that, now that, you know, I think I think season four taught people that strength three is a bit of a curse. So unless I've got strength three, I'm never really skipping those items. I'm just like shit. What if what if that's what if strength three is there? Or if I don't have hovers and it's in shadow, what if hovers are in here? I don't I don't personally see you ever skipping those items. What what are your thoughts? Uh so the amount of time for Jabu specifically, let's say you get your you go get your letter arrow hint and it says it's in Jabu. Um, the amount of time it takes for you to get your hint, get back child and back to Jabu is significantly more time than just doing those, what is it, two checks? The 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 compass chest in the bubble room and then the boomerang chest. So mm-hmm. I I just I would never skip that if I'm missing any item. But at this point though, um yeah, it was just the it was the strength three in Jabu that led to the lights in light drive, yeah, which was so. even worse because right. then you're like, oh, okay, well, where's strength three? And yeah, you're never going I, back I, to Jabu. I, I, I think, yeah, I, this is my first one, and I think I did the test out of the quals that I played on for this one, which is kind of weird. Um, but you just uh, just don't skip the checks there because it's CSMC. I think it's the biggest thing. Like those checks are so quick; they're less. Then thirty seconds each. So, just how much time on... do you save? Sorry, sorry to interject, Emo. How do? Yeah. How much time is it you save by not opening a chest? Does anyone know? Just any one chest. Uh... Well, let's let's say you're let's say you're in Jabu, right? And so you go into the okay. bubble room, you kill all the bubbles, and it's a small chest. How much time do you save by just not going up and opening and then leaving, as opposed to just leaving? I'm I'm genuinely curious. Be like four seconds, what? three seconds. Well, first Are of you... all, there's no there's no bubbles in Jabu. Sorry, Shabombs. sorry, Shabombs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I forgot Miyamoto was fucking Hello? cracked off his head. <laughs> yeah. uh, that should be on a Jeopardy OFC question. Are how many bubbles are in <laughs> Jabu? None, you fucking scrub. <laughs> yeah. Final Jeopardy question. <laughs> just a gigantic debate. Uh, but either way, yeah, I, I just didn't skip them because it's decency. It's just, it's not going to take you very long just to look at them. And it's literally the last dungeon before you even go get your hint with no light lights anywhere. I had most of the areas done anyway. So I think for me, I was missing the item in Jabu, which was magic, I believe, in that seed as well or something like that i don't feel like getting my notes out but um yeah either way when it's that close like it's if it was like forest instead of jabu like you're not skipping forest checks because it's cmcmt you're gonna at least look at them right um shadow same thing you're not gonna skip chests in there really unless they're hinted or you can see them so i don't see how that should really change for anything like jabu Qual 4, uh, Riley won that one, of course, 223. Sora with Qual 5, 214. Uh, Cariosa, 253 with Qual 6. Marco, Qual 7, 240. Took him a while to get 
starting in the season, but uh, is definitely uh, definitely probably going to qualify for the bracket again. Really, no shocker there, but no, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, Icola winning his second qual, qual eights. Uh, that was just last week, and Carioso again with that's his second. Yeah, yeah, second yeah, qual second win as win. well. Yeah, just very consistent players, both of them kind of French monsters. It, it's kind of like you really hope they get paired round one, so one of them at least goes to losers. So everyone could lose to them. It's my at least personal. <laughs> like round two or round three, they'll, they'll face each other or something. But uh, and then Hamster today uh, won today's qual by a large margin. You got I max points. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> Hamster's finish today. Insane. It's, yeah, so- it's absolutely insane how he got two twenty three. <laughs> absolutely fucking bonkers. Just very cracked. Um, yeah, so just for that, I think, did we talk about that already? The, the path of water being for Baronade? Not not specifically for this seed, no. And your rang being on bombable wall, so you don't even have to fix the water level, right? So of course you leave. But Den's fire, but, of all yeah, things. But, but no, can, some people choose to stay. Yeah, and yeah just to be safe and i guess i mean i I can kind of get that especially with the number of times that water has been relevant uh during qual season has been disgusting uh especially like stone water just gets superpowers i don't get it (laughs) it just there's almost always an item there it's just uh it's crazy i don't know if i could ever convince myself to do more of water temple like how many items gonna have four 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 or five Four. Four, right? So, <laughs> like, if I'm almost in go mode and I've got, like, and let's face it, Hamster will have had, like, four or five no- more locations to check, right? Because mm-hmm. he would have probably had GTG and other other such places. If I'm, if I'm sitting there, like, all right, well, I'm one item from go and I've got, like, 50% of the world. Sure, it's full clear water. I just, I, I could never make that decision. And fair play, obviously, I'm not insulting him by making that decision. It's a great call. He, he paid out. Um, special shout outs to Deadly Thunder, by the way, who finished in fifth today, which is fantastic. Um, but anyone who made that decision, include who, who was probably those top five, six, seven, eight people, um, I, I would never ever make that decision, even if water is cracked and it is. You've still found your boomerang. <laughs> Like, I mean, five me, out just... of 110, that's not super crazy. You know, in, in terms of percentage of the fields, like, that's about what I would expect. How many people? Well, well I, to be fair, I don't know how many people fall cleared water. Um, I just know that a, a reasonable chunk of that first. Right. Group but if we, done. if we say for the top five, just based on times, like they didn't have time to do anything else. So, of course, they did in one go. Mm. It is, yeah. I, I think, a good way to approach it, at least for this. Um, I think it also depends on did you have hover boots, so did you have to do the gainer to get that item, or or have to open the chest underwater? Maybe no bomb choose, couldn't break the cracked wall, had to, you know, and you end up going around the whole dungeon or something, and then putting the water to the middle level. But at that point, you've checked the boss key chest already. Yeah, Maybe, I mean, I, I guess it, I don't know. If yeah, you if you if for whatever reason you cannot get that chest, like then. Absolutely. If if you can't do the gainer, as you say, and you you cannot get to that chest with with bomb shoes or whatever, 
then that's way more reasonable because then you're just going around water anyway to, to lift the as you say lift the level but let's face it Hamza's not one of those people Hamza no. knows how to get to their chest yeah <laughs> and even to be fair if I saw that and didn't have bomb chews I'd probably go and get some fucking bomb chews and come back I'd be like well fuck doing the rest of water this is a terrible decision I've got a wallet I'll just quickly nip to GTG buy some bombs um, no to be fair that's probably quite slow I think if you see it, if you see the big chest, I don't think it's too slow to just lower the, immediately lower the water, go to central pillar, raise the water up, and just grab it. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be too bad. But that catches us up with our qualifiers. Um, ten in, as you mentioned, Demo. Ten in, eight to go. Uh, I've been enjoying them so far. Um, I've been in. That was my fifth one today, Demo. So far, your current numbers. Good question. Four, maybe. I've played a lot of them. I just haven't joined a lot of them. <laughs> so right. I don't, I'm losing track of which ones I actually joined. I have done five quals now. Um, today was my fifth, I believe. Might have been six. I'm doing my fourth tomorrow. My fourth is tomorrow. So I've done three. I've done three at this point. I have to I do tomorrow's. I have myself picked out on the leaderboard, but I guess I moved spots again. I'm so sad today's qual was garbage because I really wanted to get a good qual today so that I didn't have to fucking race at 1am tomorrow. Because <laughs> I, I can only do two more quals. Like, I literally cannot do any more. It has to be two. And both of those are at 1am. So oh, no. I need one more good result out of two. And yeah, so I just have to do them both. So that's me degening. That's me going to bed at half four and waking up at eight to start work, so I can't wait for that. Oh, no. Uh, well, I uh, I have five quals done. I've, I found myself on the leaderboard. I'm 82nd ahead of Chimp at 88th currently. Nice. That's not um, bad. You've done five and I've done four, but you're only six places ahead. You've done five, it says. Yeah, but one of those is zero. Right, one of mine's a zero, too. Oh, that's all right, then. That's all right. Well, we're close, then. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's not too far away. I'm happy with that. You know, you're 40 away or so, 20 away, something like that. It's really close. But either either way, uh, top score is 892. Uh, you got an 891. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Okay. And then I got also 876, 852. 724 was my bad one, quote-unquote bad. Um, but it, it, I don't know, who knows? It might end up being good enough, but... And I've got the zero, of course, but uh, Zopar, I don't know where you... Do you know which number you are? Uh, I've got oh. an 898 and an 850-ish. I found counting. You're currently 135th. Uh, yeah. Three races, 898s, and an 813. Not too bad. Not too Not bad. Too bad. Yeah, I got two races where I had the exact same points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my... my <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I had two 898s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess that makes sense, because best result in sec, because your best is thrown out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would kill for another 898 for that, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. That's yeah, a good, like, that's I a good one. Absolutely. If, I, if my next race is 898, I stop. I'm just like, you know what? That's fine. I'm done. <laughs> I don't need any more. I'll just settle in like 110th and be done with it and get into Challenge Cup. Yeah, I'm... Uh... 
Yeah, that one that one fourth it just kind of haunts me. It's just like I didn't look at the top of Colossus, and I thought I did, and the ring was there, so I just uh, didn't pick that up. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, so so I full cleared the game except that, and I thought I was I thought I missed some things, and I get it, I did, but you know, it's weird. I don't think I've ever misidentified an item playing, but when yeah. I'm commentating. I oh. misidentify like one in two items. Every every fifty percent of items, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that, and then it's just wrong. I'm like, what the, the fuck's wrong? So with much me? small. Yeah, it's just, so much <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, I'm literally known on comms for being the person that misidentifies things. Yet in actual races, I'm like a fucking hawk. I can't miss anything. You got the blood pumping. Got the fear in you. That is main, mainly fear. fear. Yeah, mainly fear. Uh, fear is a good motivator, uh, but either way, uh, kind of li- on. We're all on the outside looking in the top sixty-four at the very least here, and uh, should be pretty fun. Uh, we got. I think we'll maybe put this in the description, but uh, when you put together a crazy predictor, crazy S five mm. predictor, um, that, it's a big formula that takes a way too long to explain. But basically, this is a good tool to see, uh, like basic. Um, kind of safety ratings, I would say. You know, as people, no one really locked for top 64, but there are quite a few people that I'd be shocked weren't in it. You know, Icola, Marco, Carioso, Sorry's Object, Seisei, Riley, Fabio. I think they're all pretty strong locks at this point, but, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if crazier stuff has happened. <laughs> Probably not, but, um, yeah, but you can go check that out. Uh, I think we can provide a link to that, but. Uh, to get more into our RSL discussion, uh, man, random settings. So the third time we've featured random settings on the podcast. Uh, first time was, again, episode 11 was Zopar. We talked about how to identify different settings. Episode 25, Mr. Mario, we discussed routing strategies with RSL. It's around uh, season three-ish, I, I want to say. And today we're going to be recapping the most recent tournament for season three. Now this is basically, I mean, what, a couple months ago now, <laughs> it's not really recent yeah. at this point. Um, well, season four has been going on for about a month and a half now. It's like uh, around at the halfway point for the main season, right? Uh, I actually have no idea when, <laughs> when the season started. <laughs> yeah. I think about, right, think about a month stop, ago. stop the podcast. We got the wrong person. on. <laughs> started oh yeah about a month and a half you're right you're right i love being the, right. the end of october now Dang, let's talk about suns that soon no i think we spoke about suns enough emo i think <laughs> i think the gossip stone podcast stance on sun song is one of the most clearest things in the community at this stage so i don't mm. think we need to talk about suns anymore otherwise i might lose my shit <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's fine. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, season three went pretty well. And uh, season four is going well as well. Um, three months of open league races with the leaderboard. Again, we got a website. We can link that again in the description, as well as weekly rated asyncs you can check out in Discord. Uh, it's for anyone that has maybe trouble getting to live races but still wants to participate. Um, you know, that's an option for you. So. Uh, anyone who finishes at least three races joins the brackets at the end of the season. 
And it's a double elimination brackets, just like the main tournaments, uh, using a leaderboard for seeding. And uh, yeah, it should be around 40 to 50 people around this time. But for season three, March 15th to June 15th was the regular season. Uh, we had 70 live races and 13 rated asyncs. And 57 people finished at least one race with 46 people finishing at least three races and 41 people that joined brackets. Um, we had the bracket on challenge here. And first match was June 18th. And the last one was September 27th. So Oof. that's not too bad. That's for not that too bad size. For... Yeah. yeah three not too bad for oh, RSL double elim. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was, it was that long. Oh, man. It's basically its own season at that point. <laughs> That's three months, you know, three months. Yeah. For yeah. I mean, first and last is not too bad at all, personally. It's a, it goes about with the time that randomizer like makes general changes, right? Like, you know, four, five, 6.0, that kind of thing. But also just like the major releases within those numbers. So like 6.2 now is around the time that season four started, you know, uh, it's not too crazy. You know, a lot of different settings get added. Um, weights change, all that jazz. Uh, but so just for like a big tournament like that, double elimination as well. Forty people, forty-one people is uh, it's good. Uh, it's like uh, it was like seven matches a week or something for a month or two. Um, yeah, I'm really proud with how that tournament went. I don't know about you, Zappar, but I think could have been faster. I remember, well, I remember. Sure. I actually yeah, remember now. We had a lot of. There was a lot of uh, scheduling problems towards the end, where people were unavailable to make uh, make matches happen. Yeah. Uh, there was some. There were some medical concerns that came up for some runners that you know we ended up not not wanting to penalize anyone for that. So we mm-hmm. just kind of left let that go on, and that kind of delayed one of the lines of the losers bracket, which causes everything to be held up. So. There, there were delays, unavoidable delays, but that's life. Yeah, Namaha lost another arm again. Just, just the classic, classic someone losing a limb, <laughs> causing a yeah. postponement to a the season. Yeah, but uh, we kind of wanted to look at the, the two different paths that the the finalists for this tournament for season three, the bracket there, um, kind of took uh, to get there. So first, we had Rob Dog. Um, now, this is Rob Dog against Hamsden, the very final. So, Rob Dog's kind of journey here. If we follow the challenge link, he was the number one seed and he had a round one bye. So, already at the very start, he had a pretty massive advantage just in terms of probably his knowledge base is probably the highest out of any player for RSL. I don't think it's a crazy thing to say. I agree um, with that. I mean, he, he writes the logic. So, yeah, <laughs> generally he can be pretty confident of his knowledge. I mean, he got there in one, two, three, four. Yeah, he got to the finals in four matches. So that just goes to show you how much uh, winners bracket is is so helpful for you. And and Hamster, I mean, he to his credit, he he also did the same thing. Uh, he didn't lose until he lost to Rob Dog. So very similar paths here. Everyone else just kind of scrapping for a chance, and ultimately it didn't matter. Samsta <laughs> beating Zopar at the very end here of losers bracket. Um, but yeah, kind of uh, the settings for Rob though, and uh, looking at these seeds. Anything that you notice, uh, kind of among these seeds that Rob has done? 
on his path to the finals? A lot of master quests. Lucky two, him. Seven. <laughs> yeah, only yeah, one. Only one of less. his races had zero. Oh wow! I remember, and that's funny. Before we started recording, I was saying that I don't actually remember many of these races because of how long ago they were. But now that I'm reading some of the Blue Sean match, if I remember rightly, Blue Sean was actually on track to potentially steal that from Rob because he just failed to find an entrance and that was essentially it, but otherwise was doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And that was maybe one of the first opportunities to sort of, you know, relegate Rob to that loser's bracket. But as a, as is RSL, it's easy enough to forget an entrance or forget a check and stuff. So you can't really be like, Oh, whoops. That's just a one-off. I think everyone forgets one check, every seed in RSL considering how fucking big they are sometimes. Yeah, it is a, depends on the settings, but in general, the item pools are quite a bit bigger than what a like a weekly or S five seed would have. Um, really dependent on what's on and off, but also seeing like kind of another thing is like key sanity. I feel like Rob's a really strong key sanity player. Um, oh man, just like just because of the logic, and he'll know which keys are which from which areas. Because he keeps a very large spreadsheet of all the checks, right? Mm, um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just a, a huge advantage. And I think his memory is good enough, too, that it's one of the settings that I, if Rob's in the race, I know he's going to do very well in the key sanity, uh, MQ, uh, trials, trying to find trial items. The logic behind that is, to me, that kind of really is behind what Rob Dog's like, skill set is. As a, as a rando player, I agree with that. I, I agree that, like, especially in some of these settings that have possibilities, like like key sanity, to have crazy spaghetti logic. Like, look at the spoil log, and it's 50, 50 spheres or something crazy, because you're going back and forth looking for keys. Rob does really good in these races because he knows all the tricks and all the strats to skip keys, and he is really good at keeping track of what, you know, of key logic and what what he got in logic with the keys that he has and what he hasn't. And that, that can really help with finding that that stray, that, that fifth shadow key or something like that um, to, to finish up the seed. So, And to kind of go hand in hand with that too, uh, entrance randomizer. Rob had simple indoor for every one of his winter bracket matches. <laughs> uh that's kind of a yikes. Like he had Overworld once, uh, Dungeon two times, Mixed once, Grotto once. No, Grotto two times, Dungeon twice. Yeah, like just a lot of Entrance Rando, a lot of Key Sanity, NQs. Stuff that requires a lot of like kind of background knowledge and, you know, kind of meta knowledge about it. I think Rob's like the number one uh, player for that for sure. And so seeing them win all of these Cs just makes a ton of sense. And you can kind of see it in the time as well. Like, Rob almost never sub like doesn't go not under four hours for the most part. Definitely not, you know, under five. Like he would always be under that, right? His first match here, 545, he wins in. Like, holy moly. And with a 10 token bridge. <laughs> like he wouldn't expect it to go on that long, but I mean, it was Rob Dog we're talking about. And he, he gets that kind of a time. Like it's uh goes to show just how gross RSL can be sometimes, but um, yeah. 
we know necessarily that bridge and Genembowski conditions have very well. There's some correlation to seed length, obviously, but very mm. often, depending on the other settings, there's not a huge correlation. There are other settings that have a much larger correlation to seed length. Things like key sanity. So like 10 tokens, like some of the worst seeds I've seen, for instance, are just open bridge, Ganem, vanilla Ganemboski, which you wouldn't think would be that bad, but it's all six trials. hours later, there... seven hours later, <laughs> you're still looking for that light trial key. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually every RSL player, just they have their strengths and weaknesses. So it, it's different for everyone. So one player might be better at ER, but they're way worse at MQ. That just comes to rear its ugly head every now and then. So, you know, you have to keep your skill set as generalized as possible, I think is a, a really good, helpful tip for newer players, especially. Uh, the more specific a trick, the more specific, like a routing question, things like that. I wouldn't worry about that so much. I would worry about more identifiers, kind of how the these uh, RSL episodes have progressed. You know, we started with the identifying. I would listen to that first. Then you can talk about the routing, right? The episode that we had with Mario. And now we're kind of talking about med- a lot of meta knowledge, a lot of like play style kind of knowledge. Um, I think that really, uh, it's a really good way to approach RSL as a beginner. Not to get on too large of a tangent, but <laughs> there we go. Um, and uh, the other side here, Hams does way to the finals. He was the number three seed, round one by as well, uh, just due to how many people were in the tournament. The, the numbers didn't quite work out evenly, so he just also had a buy here. But um, anything uh, stick out to you as far as these Hamsda races in terms of settings or anything? Uh, yeah, specifically defeating me in the losers final with a 69 piece <laughs> Triforce hunt. 69. It was it was perfect. Really, it couldn't have been a better seed. Yeah, like, what, what more could you really want? No MQ though. I know. Overall, I almost no MQ personally in the tournament. Oh, it's sad. Yeah, I mean, same. But I also was uh, felled fairly quickly by Hamsda. Uh, my, his first opponent was me on July 3rd, so uh, almost let freedom ring, but it was freedom from this tournament for me. So uh, open bridge, Gans Castle own dungeon, one, one fire trial, no MQ, indoors dungeon ER with small key sanity, just super, super average. Uh, Hamza's sequence broke to get into water in, er, entrance early. Um, there's also a second hookshot on the Valley Wall Skull that I think I missed, and Hamster peaked it earlier. So, uh, but yeah, he just had more knowledge on me, just due to like kind of not necessarily RNG, but just kind of uh, just things that kind of happened. He just happened to have more info than me, so he had the upper hand and uh, finished about 20 minutes ahead of me. So, rip me. But uh, overall, here uh, his next round was 2:33. A win there with open bridge again. Um, Close one his, though. His next match too was also open bridge. So like a lot of open bridge for Hamza as opposed to Rob, who had like just all sorts of silly stuff. A lot more completionist kind of things, uh, I would say, versus Hamza seeds here. Um, except for, of course, the finale 
Rob versus Hamsta, the grand finals. Um, six hours and 12 minutes. Absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe this seed was was rolled. I cannot believe it. Right? Like, uh, it lasted the whole working day for me. And after I drove home, it was still going on. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) I was I was looking forward to one of the spiciest finals ever. And to 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 throw my two cents in here, by the way, I think I've kind of slept on Hamster as a player for a long time. And when when I saw how well he was doing in RSL, I was like, wait a minute, Hamster's fucking good. And then it's just sort of evolved from there. And now I, I really think Hamster is a fantastic player. Um, I think I just never really paid much attention to them before. And then like. Watching them go through uh, their their finals and their semifinals and stuff, not notably giving what the hell's happened their first loss. And I think a special shout out to that one. So I think what the hell's basically went through seasons one and two without any losses, right? So yep, uh, you know, fair play to Hamster for giving their first loss in an RSL bracket, which is fantastic. Um, and when this final was coming up, I was like, oh boy, here we go. I'm looking forward to like. 10 MQ and like some really spicy conditions and stuff. And then it was just like, all right, cool. So it's 98 bridge skulls and no MQ. And I was like, oh, what, what, what the fuck? Who rolled this? 98 skulls. Cause at that point it's just, okay, well it's just full clear because it was overworld token sanity. So you right. just do everything. You literally do everything. You don't skip a single check and you do everything. And it was, it wasn't like it was still a good finals because either one of them could have won it, but it was not. It didn't have that edge about it that all of the other races had, and I was a little disappointed that these sayings were the sayings. I was like, "Oh man, that's that's rough. That's a really rough seed to have in the finals. It's like a marathon." Full, yeah, for sure. Folky sanity, beatable only, overworld ER too. So the map sucked. Um, water shadow trial. Gains Bosky says somewhere in the overworld. That wasn't such a huge issue, but because it was beatable only, uh, only 98 skulls were in logic out of 98 that you needed. So, uh, yeah, literally a go everything, go everywhere, do every kind of thing kind of a seed. So the two out of logic tokens were in Ganon's Castle and the Fire BK loop because of key logic. But uh, no access to Lala and Ranch's Child either. And Light Arrows were in Light Trial. So <laughs> you still had to search Gannett's Castle for the one last item. Like after you clear everything else, you only have Gannett's Castle left in the trials. And you still have to go look for the lights. And they just happen to be in light trial. It's just a perfect ending <laughs> to uh, a wacky tournament. And quite a good and competitive season, really, season three. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of improvements overall that we've made to RSL as a whole. Um, any final thoughts on season three? Loved it. Love season three. It's the first season I've really been super invested in. I watched a little bit of season two, and that's what got me into RSL in the first place. But I watched so much of season three as much as I could, and I absolutely adore it. I what RSL for me is the best viewing experience for n- most of the time. I'd I'd say there are some seasons that you're just like, okay, well we know the settings now, and it's a massive slog, so who cares? But the majority of the time, watching RSL is absolutely fantastic because so much bullshit happens all the time. And there's some weird things that you can experience and some logic that no one will understand. But it's like, wait, should I do I need to do this? Yeah, I do need to do this. 
And it was my first competitive season. Um, I had a couple of matches, lost both of them, but I still really enjoyed myself. I will never beat the French as long as I live. They will always rise over me, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love season three. Um, I think it was quick and relatively smooth. A couple of issues, but generally awesome. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I always I always look back and say, oh, we could have done this better. Could have done that better. So it's good to hear that, uh, that, that you think that from the outside. What do you think, Zopar, season three? Um, I thought that it was, I thought it was good. I thought it could have been a little bit faster, but otherwise the settings were, uh, the settings were good. We got lots of variations in, in tournament matches in, in terms of what settings we had. I think we could have aimed to get a little more restreamed, a little more coverage. I know for races yeah. that aren't restreamed, we basically were having watch parties in the Discord. Uh, joining the, a voice channel in the Discord, and someone uh, would often be like screen sharing uh, the, the two racers' windows open, and you can just watch and, and chat yeah, on it. There was a lot of those. And to be fair, it, it, if anything, it sort of in, increased the community aspect of RSL. Like, don't get me wrong, I would have preferred restreams because it's so much fun sitting there and chat with people and just like all going simultaneously crazy when <laughs> something stupid happens. But I did enjoy those viewing parties, you know? It's like Kirox or Star or myself would just throw up a stream and just, just sit there and watch it. So like, this is great. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, it was it was a fun experience. And I think watch parties like that are super cool. Um, personally, do it sometimes in other discords. I'll, I'll, you know, there'll be a bit of a watch party and we'll sit there and watch a race. And it's just fun to chat shit and not take it too seriously, which a restream is essentially 90% serious, 10% meme. So it's like, yeah, I, I thought, again, so more restreams would be great, but I, at the time, and so I guess an unrelated topic, I think restreams were struggling a little bit at the time for just volunteers and stuff, so it was a lot difficult to, to get things on the, on the book and to get them through. Um, but it was still, you know, you could still watch it, obviously. You'd need to put a little bit more effort into getting those links together and or jumping into a watch party, but yeah, it was all available to be watched mainly. Yeah, for me, it was always the discussion that mattered. It wasn't so much the match that mattered for me. It was always the discussion that followed about like settings or about plays and like, oh, is this good? Why do you think that's good? Kind of a thing. Like everyone's already there. You have their attention rather than just having someone walk into your Twitch chat. If you're just like in a race or whatever, sometimes they don't do that or sometimes they just watch and don't chat, you know, so it's just nice to have that kind of not guaranteed discussion, but just a nice place where you can uh, share ideas with others. I guess I'm just describing the internet, but <laughs> emo has just described online forums. Welcome <laughs> Isn't to 2001. The grand. Isn't it grand? I love the world wide web. Yeah. www. So season four, uh, we kicked off here on October 29th. And uh, yeah, about a month and a half later, about halfway through the season, uh, we're feeling pretty good, I, I think, here. Uh, but what's new for season four? More Master Quest. We touched on it briefly before, but we've definitely got, we, we've upped the chance for random Master Quests. So the word random Master Quest might not mean a whole lot, but there's a specific setting. Normally we planned out the specific amount of Master Quest dungeons that we, that we want. But in random MQ, it, 
it gives every single dungeon a 50% chance of being on or off. So on average, you're going to end up with seven. So by increasing, having random MQ more often, we're actually increasing the number of uh, seeds that we have a whole bunch of Master Quest dungeons in, which is seven? pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we ch- changed uh, token win cons as well. So those are split up. So it's not as likely to get a token token for your win con for Bridge Ganon's Bosky, right? Uh, so you're still likely, you, you can still get token token. Right. But you're, you will get token less often because it was coming up kind of all the time. It was kind of it was coming up pretty frequently in season three. I remember, but in one or the other. But now yeah. they now it's connected. It rolls if a seed should have token a token requirement on, it decides that and then says, okay, which should it be, bridge or Ganonboski or both. Um. So so the other changes for season four, of course, uh, hero mode disabled. Thank uh, God. Shit setting. Mm. No one liked it. Terrible setting. Horrendous. <laughs> oh. See, and that's why it's a bad setting. That's why it's yeah, a bad setting. It's no one liked it, and everyone's glad it's done. And now we can move on. Yes. Um, <laughs> same thing. It can join the likes of one item per dungeon, which I think is about as bad. But uh, skip some mini game phases is always enabled. Uh, just another quality of life change. Uh, reduced so- stone of agony and mask of truth hints, as well as uses hints. Random price scrubs now start with a wallet. I think that's one of been one of the more value changes personally. Um, the community kind of poo-pooed it at first because I don't know why, but so far I first suggested it. And I kind of felt bad because I didn't like it at first, but now I do. And so I'm glad. here we are. All, I, all <laughs> I'll say to that one is it puts the fear of God into me when I load up on the menu and I see a wallet. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm just sitting there like, oh no, oh no, oh no, just thinking that it's <laughs> going to be fucking expensive scrubs and I'm going to have the worst time, especially when you start with no rupees. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck me. Oh, God, it's going to be expensive scrubs. And yeah. yeah, everything sucks. Sorry, random scrubs, not expensive scrubs. Of course, you said, it. oh yeah, go ahead. If you're wondering why we actually, what the reasoning behind that is, it's because. In if with random price scrubs, any scrub can cost zero or yeah, zero to 99. So a three scrub grotto could cost anywhere from zero, basically impossible, to uh, 297 rupees, also basically impossible, to uh, is it's not even so, so it's basically impossible, uh, to, to clear out the grotto. Um, so it really sucks if you have only one wallet and the grotto is somewhere you can't really farm rupees and when you go there, like the only your only option is to just guess. Guess which scrub has your has your required item, has your ocarina, has your your hook shot or something. And if you guess wrong and someone else guesses right, you just get absolutely wrecked. Um, but the wallet lets it gives you at least a chance. The wallet says, okay, now because we we ran some simulations and uh in the vast majority of these seeds, it was some small sub one percent of seeds. I think it was even sub that it was like five out of a thousand or, or a couple thousand seeds or something like that, hmm. where one wallet wasn't enough to buy a three scrub grotto. Um, but at least now with a wallet, you can actually farm rupees somewhere. Sure, you still get you still get bodied by two three scrub grottos back to back. But if there's a three scrub grotto and you go in with two hundred rupees in your wallet, it's extremely likely likely you'll be able to buy the, the grotto out, and you won't yeah. just get screwed by having to guess on which scrub has your item or fair, whatever I, 
whatever horrible location you have to grind rupees to go back yeah. and then go back to the horrible location then go back again it, but you're not going to do that. that as well that's the yeah, thing you're I, not, not, not going to do that that and that's right. that's that's the that's risk thing reason, of having yeah. to guess sure yeah um then i guess the the version freeze is in a month and a half at the end of the season um and at that point the seeding will determine brackets and uh we'll have another exciting bracket on our hands for season mm-hmm. four uh, is there anything final... getting sorry, sorry, oh, yeah, Demo, yeah. just just real quickly, yeah. is there anything that's potentially being added between now and the version freeze or anything substantial? I know dungeon shortcuts I is need dungeon shortcuts. <laughs> I was gonna say I know it's been mentioned. I, is it fully working? It's just logic as far as I'm logic yeah, and, was... and discussion and I believe possibly waiting, just just waiting for a review and to be merged. Boy, I can't wait to last location everything in forests forever. <laughs> I would, I, yeah, like <laughs> I would guess it's going to be added for brackets, but at this point, it's probably too early to know. The worst I, check in the game is legitimately now Blue Po. Like, just change, <laughs> change my mind. Worst check in the game, Blue Po. It's one of the worst. I mean, actually, I don't know. It's not that bad because you only need three keys to get there, right? No, with dungeon shortcuts, worst check. Oh, in the game. sure. Yeah, but like even even so, like if it's like Key Sanity, for instance, it's still a good great location. Um, like if it's not like yeah, like Overworld Key Sanity, for example, you go in with three keys and it's, it's just so many item checks. All That's even worse. Like if you've got yeah. Key Sanity on, like God forbid you ever go and waste those three keys on fucking Blue Pole when Dungeon Shortcuts is on. Oh god, oh, I, I'm, just not, I'm yeah. not. I'm not looking okay, forward. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I Forever kind of lost locationing weird. fucking blue pope. We'll see which check is the worst at that point. After a couple of weeks of playing with it out, I suppose we'd have a list of them. But um, I, I know it was a setting. So I know people have had a lot of misgivings about about the setting in general. But we were playing. We basically played for like three or four weeks, where every RSL seed was played on that on Maraxis's branch that has dungeon shortcuts. We were specifically playing with dungeon shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was basically amazing every single time. Well, so, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> well, I mean, I, it, it never, it never felt bad. It never felt bad. I should say, like it never, me. it never felt unmanageable. I would say is, for, at as, least from my perspective. But yeah, exactly. As bad as having to go through forest is walking into Jabu and being able to just take a hard right over to Baronid makes up for oof. that. Nice. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> super nice. Not having yeah. to do big octo. Like it's it's yeah. Any final thoughts on RSL uh, for this week? Uh, anyone you'd like to shout shout out? Nothing comes to mind. I, I know there's been a lot of races. There have been a lot of RSL races going on lately. Um uh they're all at, at EU time, so I'm super happy to see a lot of uh, a lot of EU players and a lot of newer EU players as well, n- newer to mm. RSL. You players jumping into uh, jumping into the format, which is which is really exciting. So, shows to all of them, all these races that that get pinged before I go to bed, right before I go to bed. <laughs> My mind sees, I can see nothing except the rest of the RSL orgs sitting in there with like stars in their eyes when Emo asks Zopar if they want to shout him <laughs> out. He's like, Nah, no, I can't think of anyone. We can sh- we can get a big shout all, out to all our the other newest, orgs, like well, our newest fuck. organizer as well. Oh yeah, Timmy. Yeah, Timmy has joined the ranks of the organizers. 
So shout out to Timmy for for jumping in and helping out and joining in to help lead the I don't I don't it's, know the, the spaghetti forward. Yeah. It's been very helpful, I would say. So You're welcome, um, Timmy. That was blood from a stone to get that shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Mario for managing the rated asyncs. Oh yeah. The one well he doesn't doesn't do them, so I mean for him it's just free, but yeah. It's important important part of the, the community for sure. And everyone else as well. Trent, Cubs, Emo, Cola, Sly. I know. Oh my god. But yeah, they're all they're all awesome. Uh some do more than others. Uh everyone always loves to provide feedback though. We uh when we when we have votes or discussions. Everyone always joins in the discussions. So it's uh, every, all the organizers are, are very helpful and awesome. If you have any questions as a new player or as a returning player, possibly, or just as a player, uh, you can just reach out to any of the RSL organizers, me, Zopar, anyone that we listed out there. Um, you can just contact us for anything RSL related. We're more than happy to help you because um, that's really uh, what brings us all together here. <laughs> it's for randomizer. So. Uh, but that will do it for this week on the podcast. Thanks again so much to Zopar for joining us. And uh, also thanks to, well, the script here says chimp slash emo. So I think I say chimp here for joining me as co-host. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, you can thank yourself. We've already oh, ran oh. out shout out previously, <laughs> so you don't need to shout me out too. <laughs> I'm not going to shout out myself. I'm not that, that, I'm not that much of a narcissist. <laughs> Um, thanks also to Ronan Recordings and Winnie Demon, our editor and scriptwriter, respectively. And, uh, well, we'll see you all next time on the Gossip Stone Podcast.